You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Jeans podcast. Every time I start the show, it cuts my microphone. You just cut out. Did it cut out again? Yeah, yeah it cut out. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me out. start that again. You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. Hit the link in the bio to get your copy. BJ and I are back with another one. Today, BJ, we spoke about Draymond earlier in the week, but uh, his his punishment has been handed out to him today. <laughs> it's punishment now? It's punishment. His, the higher authority? His, he has been disciplined. By the Golden State Warriors. You know, okay, we saw the, the Boston discipline? Celtics. They disciplined the discipline? for a whole season for having an affair. Draymond Green has been suspended zero days. He's paid a fine and will return to team activities on Thursday. He's expected to be in a starting lineup for opening night of the NBA season. Which has prompted a response from Bobby Portis. Or Bobby Portis, as you may say. Yes. And he said, it's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Which, BJ, you don't use TikTok. It's like a trending sound on TikTok. Oh. Obviously, Bobby responding to himself being suspended for uh, something way less worse than what Draymond did. Um, what do you make of this and how the Warriors have handled it? You know, Mo, in many regards, we're in uncharted territory. And this... I feel is open for fair criticism. And the reason I say this is because no one condones that type of behavior. No mm -hmm. one. And it's, that's unacceptable. I don't care what happened, why that's unacceptable. Now the warriors, and I, I will give them this. They, I think they understand this and they've been on message this entire time with their organization, their head coach, their executive, and their leadership with their players, including now Jordan Poole. I think they are, I think this has been a very unified decision. It's not, it's not just the organization and everyone else. I think they've taken the input of everyone, including the players. Well, the I reports really came that, out that Jordan and Draymond still have not spoken. I, I don't know if they haven't, but when I say the players, I'm going to assume that I'm going to assume in looking at all of this, that Jordan Poole and the organization, Steph Curry and the organization, they've all had, whether it's been a collective conversation or one-off conversations. However, I, I feel like they've all been in a room and there's been a line of communication. Now, whether Jordan Poole and Draymond Green has talked, hey, that's another discussion, right? There's going to, you need time here. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. However, the organization, including Jordan Poole in these conversations, I, I feel that they've all had conversations on what they felt is necessary in order for them to do one thing. It's one thing they, they're unified in saying whether I, we agree with the whatever the whatever, you know, the, the, the punishment may be, is that how can they best move forward under these very difficult circumstances? I can't recall anything more difficult since Steve Kerr and these guys have been there. Yeah. I can. Well, and I think this is, and I, and, I, and I think they understand it. But if it's one thing they are trying to do, because I think they really feel internally that they have a better chance to win the championship this year than even last year. Oh, 
100 percent because so they've got a healthy I think season of that's play what trying to figure out. healthy wiseman but you know we spoke about steph curry's leadership on the episode where we really dived into this issue you go and check that one out if you haven't already um but steph curry has been the man behind the scenes trying to bring jordan and draymond together but steve kerr said that can you guess which player steve kerr described as the morale compass of our team well you know no, and knowing steve you know and it's a surprising play anybody well I, I don't think it's surprising he is very fond of Kavan Looney. Mm-hmm. And if I had to say, he's very fond of Kavan Looney. Because when you look at Kavan Looney, you, you, you know, he's an acquired taste as a player. You know, he's not like, you know, you're looking at James Wiseman, you're going, that guy's way more talented. Or you're looking at players. But he always comes back to Kavan Looney. And as I began to watch Kavan Looney more and more and more, I had, I began to have an appreciation for him because he doesn't do anything that jumps out at you immediately. But he's slow and he's steady. Mm-hmm. So Kavon Looney, to me, has probably, because he's he was a guy on the bench. He was a guy that wasn't playing. But he's always been like a trusted guy that Steve Kerr has had. Steve Kerr likes him. You know, yep. and he I said think he'll ride Steve with Kerr him has forever. a soft spot. Yeah, Steve Kerr probably has a soft spot for him because in knowing, I mean, like I'm old enough to know this, Steve Kerr bounced around a little bit. Mm-hmm before he found a place and Kavon Looney in some, some, you know, ways kind of mirrors Steve Kerr's career in a little bit. Well, so I would say Kavon Looney is probably the guy. I mean, I mean, Kavon like was, was drafted by the Warriors way back in mm-hmm. 2015, but he is only 26. I was surprised when I found out how young he is. Uh, speaking of young players on the Warriors, James Wiseman had himself a night in preseason, 18 points, seven minutes, uh, 18 points and seven rebounds in 18 minutes, six of eight from the field. Patrick Beverly started a podcast. Uh, he started a podcast alongside some guy, just how JJ Reddick has a podcast next to some guy. And um, the guy on, forgive me for the ignorance, but the guy on Patrick Beverly's podcast said to him, do you feel like you're part of the new media? The new media, of course, being the phrase that Draymond Green loves to describe himself with. And Patrick Beverly rather hilariously replied, I don't know. I'm not out here punching people. So that's enough of the Warriors, I think, for one day. Hmm. We had hey, some, hey, you know, Mo, can I, I just want to say something. I want to say something here. And I don't want this to get lost in all of this. And look, this is a huge story. What happened out there in Golden State. And listen, I don't know how it's going to, you know, end. But I want to say something here because the very next day or the very next time, very closely to the event that happened there in practice, which has been well documented, this kid, Jordan Poole, came out quietly and had a 25 piece. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to I want to highlight this just for a minute, just for one minute, and then we can move on. That is a very difficult thing to do under the circumstances. Of everything that has happened, and then this young man comes out in the very next game and has 25 points and really played well. I, wa- I watched the game. Now, that lets me know that there's a level of mental toughness there because I don't know how many young people can actually go through that for the world to see and then come back and play the game with that level of toughness, but more importantly, perform at that level. And I just want to make sure that Jordan Poole and what he's done and his professionalism doesn't get lost in all of this Mm -hmm. because that young man there showed me something. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that's that wasn't an easy thing to mo. That wasn't an easy thing to do 
because I mean he was hit. You know, we saw we saw the tape. He, he, he got spun. That's what how we would yeah, say we, over he, here. We saw the <laughs> tape for him to be able to come back and perform like that. He showed me something, and I just want to make sure because Mo, I, I'm you know like I told you, you know in, when this happened, you know. He, you don't want to you don't want to see that happen to anyone. But I just want to make sure we highlight that. Mm-hmm. Well, it is surprising to me that Draymond didn't get suspended even for a game because now it sets the precedent. Okay, if you're in the Warriors organization and you punch someone in the face, you won't even get suspended. So, what's stopping everyone from just punching everyone and paying the fine? Man, what's stopping Jordan Poole coming to practice and just punching Draymond in the face himself? What's stopping anyone who joins the Warriors going up to anyone in practice and smacking him in the face? This is a dangerous precedent set by not even having a one-game suspension. You get more. Well, you get more I, suspension I, for accumulating technical fouls. Well, more. I I think. I think let let's take let's you and I take a a thirty-second deep dive, and I, I'm going to bring something up that I don't know if you're going to hear it anywhere else, but I want to bring something up and 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 allow our audience and our, 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 our listeners to really look at this. And I'm just going to take you behind the curtain. The Warriors have a, a scenario that's very unique to them on opening day. They're going to receive their rings the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. And Mo, there, there, there's a big decision to be made here. And here's the decision. The commissioner is going to be there. Their entire fan base is going to be there. All of those players, regardless of what happened in practice, those players who contributed to that to that championship ought to be there. Some of them are on different teams, but for the ones who are there, Mo, that's a that's a concern. First, second, if Draymond is not there. You and I, who are in the media, we have to ask the question, (laughs) which could possibly and will and would have for sure overshadowed the ring ceremony. Let's call it like it is. We can sit here and say, oh, we're setting precedent. You're darn if you do. You're darn if you don't. I don't think so. Oh, I, I, I can. This is just one person's opinion. Because what's you, stopping you, them from him getting the ring and then going back to the I, I'm just, I'm just saying what about, I feel that this organization had to consider when making their decision. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not here. I'm not here to judge anything because when you are in this position, there is no right or wrong because there is. I mean, these are these are difficult decisions. This isn't like somebody just said, this is what we're going to do and this is it and this is the right thing. No, we can debate this. We can debate this mode for hours on end and be, and both sides can be right. However, I think when they were making their final decision, they took that into consideration and they came to the conclusion that they don't want this to overshadow, you know, their rings and how quickly can they put this behind them? Because there, it's only one way out of this mode. It's only one way out of it. Winning. Regardless of what, there you go. Hashtag and winning. Well, I mean, they could you have also said to Jordan Paul, look, we're not going to suspend him, but we're going to give you the max extension that you want. Happy, How do you know happy. they haven't said that? How do you know they haven't said that? Well, we're about we to find out because there is less than five days. He might even sign it before this podcast comes out. There's less than five days for all of those players 
to have their extensions signed. One of which, Grant Williams, who played against the Warriors in the finals, the reports are saying the Boston Celtics aren't going to offer him an extension and instead he'll hit the free agency market, which is a big surprise to me considering how old Al Horford is. He's supposed to be the natural successor. He's become a very reliable three-point shooter, as the Milwaukee fans know, after he went lights out against them in the playoffs. He's become a very good defender. He held his own against some of the They drafted him, players. right? They drafted, they drafted him. him they as drafted him as well. Oh, so, well, that's a, that's a, that's smart. That's smart. That's so smart he'll be a restricted free agent or an unrestricted free agent now. He'll be, he'll, they can match. There they we go. Match. There we go. So, so it's a, it's he's looking match. for reportedly 60 million. We're going to see if anyone in the NBA gives him 60 million, but there well, is if they do, the, if they do give him 60 million, the Celtics can still match. There we go. But there was so some, doesn't... some, some sadder news yesterday. Um, there were some injuries. One of your Detroit Pistons, uh, Marvin Bagley, picked up a I little injury. That. But thankfully, the reports yeah. come back. It's not a serious one. But remember when I said that the Hornets would be the best team for Victor Wembanyama on yesterday's show? Why don't you remind us, Mo, and, and replay that? <laughs> replay the, the sound bite. Because <laughs> I can't recall. I can't recall it. But so, remind us, Mo. Remind so, us. So the listeners, you, you guys can go and check it out. And then I saw a tweet on Twitter just after we finished the podcast. And they said, watch what the Charlotte Hornets will do. They will have Lamelo Ball pick up a little injury and then long that out and lose as many games possible. And last night, Lamelo unfortunately injured his ankle. Now he's out one for two weeks. You might see a few complications that leave him out three to four weeks. And you might see it flare up again, six to eight weeks. You never know how these things can go. But we might just see a prophecy unfolding right here. On a podcast, but although everyone and, thinks, and who said it? First. Did I say it? Yours I truly. Yours, you said oh, you want to see him oh. in Toronto. Toronto, we're going to be in the playoffs. But anyway, BJ, I, I thought the season's almost here. I thought let's have some fun today. We're going to play a little game. Yes. Oh, great! I have been sent a list of ten of the craziest facts about the NBA, and these are so mind-bogglingly random. I thought, who better to test out on these than the most knowledgeable? Basketball savant that I know. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with some facts. And Who you... else is coming on? We got a guest coming on. No, Who's no, coming no, on? no. It's, it's Mr. One and Only, Mr. <laughs> BJ Armstrong. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. All so right. I want you to complete some of these sentences. I'm gonna tell you the question, and you just tell me. So number one, this player played against John Havlicek, who was born in 1940, and Kobe Bryant, who was born in 1978 during the span of his career. So towards the start, he played against John Havlicek, and towards the end, he even played against Kobe. That's how long he was in the league. Can you think of which player that might be? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is a tough one. Play along at home and let us know if you get the answers before we do. So he played against John Havlicek. Yep. And he played against against Kobe. For so reference, John, in John 90... Havlicek retired in 78. Yeah. So then Kobe got drafted in the year 1996. So he played between 78 and 96. I don't know, Robert Parrish. Correct. Is one that right? One. That's right. Oh, okay. that, that, <laughs> that, that was a good guess. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one because Robert Harris was drafted in 76 <laughs> and finished playing in 97. That was great. That's a great start, BJ. I didn't expect you to get oh, that. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Number wow. two. I... Michael Jordan had his jersey retired by Emsley A. Laney High School 
UNC, the Chicago Bulls, and which other team? The Miami Heat. That's easy. That was an easy one. The she- Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Is that a place? I don't know how to pronounce it. Forgive yes. me if I've... Yes. The population is roughly 49,000 people, but apparently they okay. once had a team. Do you know the name of that team? The Milwaukee Bucks. No, 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 no. The team no longer exists. Oh. On August the 3rd, 1949, it became Wisconsin's first NBA city. As I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. They, they were known as the Redskins, which I believe is now an offensive term. So please forgive us for anyone yes. listening who was offended. Yes, but I'm yes. glad they didn't keep that. There's name. a reason. It's a reason I don't know that. It's a reason I had. I'm I glad. Know a reason I'm glad. I, I don't know why it's on this list. This very irresponsible list. Number four. Who is the single game assist leader? And do you know how many assists they've got? I don't know Scott Skiles had like thirty or something. Correct. Very good. Is it, how many? Yeah. Yeah. Thirty. Did he have? Exactly. Oh, that, was a, that was a total guess. Okay. That was a total guess. That was a total guess. Number five. I don't know know. why I remember that. Who holds the Chicago Bulls franchise record for most points scored in a half? Uh, Wow. I'll say, I'll I'll say Jordan, but it's probably not him. So the list said that it was not Michael Jordan. It didn't actually tell me who it was. So I had to do a little bit of research. And Jimmy Butler broke Michael Jordan's record by scoring 40 points in the second half of a 115-113 victory over the Toronto Raptors back in 2016. So Jimmy Butler, it feels, how long ago does it feel like Jimmy Butler was on the Chicago Bulls? It feels like a seven years. It feels like a lifetime though. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's just me. How many times was Dijon... Is this another question? Is this yeah, another number question? six. Number uh, six. Oh, okay. How many times was Dijon Blair drafted by the San Antonio Spurs organization? I'm going to say three times. He was drafted twice. And I don't really know how this happens. Do you have any I insight? Even, I do not. I just know the kid didn't have any ACLs. What? No ACLs in his knees whatsoever? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's an even crazier fact. That's what they should have put on this list instead. Number seven. Oh, no. My list, is, my list has just crashed. My laptop keeps crashing today. It's awful. Um, here we are. Number seven. Another one that I think you might get. This is too, this is too easy. This is too easy. So I'm going to have to try and reword it and make it a little bit more difficult. Oh, wow. In the 1962 season, Wilt Chamberlain averaged how many minutes per game? Like (laughs) 48.7. Yeah. (laughs) How many many do you average? 48.52 minutes per game. (laughs) Which is more considering there's 48 minutes in an NBA game. He played every minute of every game plus the overtime for an entire season. I don't want to hear anything about load management. I (laughs) I know it's possible. (laughs) And not only is that possible, 
he holds the top seven records in terms of minutes played in a season, and nobody else has ever averaged for more than 46 minutes in a, in a season. So, shouts will change. Yeah, okay. It's more than a shout out. Yeah, I, I don't know how you do that. I mean, I'm, and you look at the equipment, the floors. In, here's travel. what I look at because BJ, you know, I'm an expert in sneakers. You know, that's that's my bag, sneakers. I've seen the shoes that he used to play in. Yeah, there's I, converse I, cons. I wouldn't wear them to go and get my shopping from the back of the car to bring it in the house. And what well, well, he said, he, he was like seven, two. Exactly. In the but short Mo, shorts. Well, here's something. No well, Here's something you would appreciate. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Mo, allegedly during this time, allegedly, and I'm saying this respectfully, allegedly in his book, in his memoir, you know, he claimed that he was, he was with over 20,000 women mm-hmm. during his time. Mm-hmm. So not only were the shoes, <laughs> the lack of the lack of sleep. <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> you, He's putting up numbers mean, on and off the court. Uh, you, know, you know, Mo, you're, 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 you're the you're the stat guy. I mean, just do the stats. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Mo, allegedly, it's just all is. I'm just reporting the news here, ladies and gentlemen. Well, so I heard allegedly that he actually had a specially made bus to travel separately from the team between I, cities, I, I, uh, which I'm is where he could have racked up some numbers. So I I'm sure BJ can't tell us the secrets, but I've heard a thing or two. But I thought my numbers were impressive, <laughs> but Wilt Chamberlain bros them out of the water. Wilt the Still, <laughs> I believe, was his nickname. <laughs> Wilt the Still. <laughs> Number eight on this list, though, moving swiftly along. Number eight on this list. Which player made it to at least the second round every single year of their career? Bill Russell. No. John Havlicek. I'm sure there's more than one, but it wasn't a player from the old Celtics team because that's a cheat code. This is in the modern NBA. So let's see from the Oh, modern. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because back then there's like 10 teams, like second round, just there. Yeah. Okay, so he's made it to the second round. Every single season. That he played in the NBA. If you want me to give you the dates in which he was drafted and he retired, would that help you? He played between 1992... Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan. No. Oh, 1992. Until 2008. The Shaq? No. Do you want me to give you the names of his teams? Sure. He was drafted by the Rockets. Robert Ory? That's correct. Robert Ory, seven championship rings, played for the Rockets until 96. I didn't think he made it to the second round when he was in Phoenix. The but Phoenix maybe he Suns, did. he was only there for one season. 96 to 97, Phoenix Suns. Where did they finish? They finished fourth in the Pacific Division that season. And then how far did they get in the playoffs? They got to... Let me have a look. Um, is my list inaccurate? Is my list inaccurate? Oh, they did lose in the first round. BJ Armstrong has defeated the list. (laughs) Wow, people are ready. You have let me down. Hey, hey, 
Woo! <laughs> <laughs> let me let me double hey, check hey, this. Hey, 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 hey! You double check that because Mo, in order to beat the man, you must <laughs> be the man. Yeah, they, they lost. They lost three games to two against the Supersonics. In order to beat the man, you must be yeah. the man. Wow, and Mo! Right now, with that answer, the list has been I defeated. Am the man. I am the man right if, now. If you're I, the man, <laughs> but number nine's a little bit trickier. Okay, go ahead. Which NBA player? This is insane. I can't believe that this is true. I'm going to have to research it afterwards. Okay. Which NBA player has his organs on the opposite side of his body compared to other humans? I don't know. Sean Elliott. I have no idea. I, I have to Google this. Yeah. Randy Foy. Randy oh, Foy oh, yeah. was born with a condition called situs inversus that caused him to be born with his organs reversed, meaning his heart is on his right side and his liver is on the left. Oh, wow. I That's didn't know that. crazy. That is absolutely wild. And he had a full NBA career with no complications I, for his entire I've career. Been, I- Randy Ford, I never, I've, I, I think went to Connecticut. I think he went to UConn. I, don't, I know he played at the University, I think, I'm not the University of Minnesota. He played at for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I yeah, believe. yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. He played, uh, played for the Nuggets as well. He went to mm. Villanova. He was the seventh Villanova, overall pick right. in the 2006 draft. Villanova, played for the Timberwolves, right. Wizards, Clippers, Jazz, Nuggets, Thunder, and the Nets. And when he was on Shout the out. Timberwolves, he made the all-rookie first team as well. Shout out to Randy Foy. Shout out. Yeah, that's, that's wow. That's I had no idea. insane. Like, yeah. Wow. I've, never, I've never heard of that before. Apparently the actress, Kathleen O'Hara, also has the same condition. Not that I know who she is, but uh, interesting. And number 10. Well, oh, this one's too, this one's not even a question. This is, this is an awful one. This one, I'm just going to tell you the facts because it is quite mind-boggling. And I feel like I should give a shout-out to our good friend Jack. Because number 10 is not even a question. It says, the Seattle Supersonics have won a playoff series more recently than the Sacramento Kings. The Sonics have been defunct for over a dozen years. That's a pretty crazy fact on the Sacramento. Yeah, so what's the question? So what's the, no, what's it, the it question? Wasn't even, it wasn't even phrased as a question. I was like, yeah. what can I ask about this? Oh, yeah. Well, what can you say? Yeah, well, that was fun. That was, that was, that was fun, a nice man. little exercise. I thought, let's have a little yeah. bit of fun before we get serious with the season beginning. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that, that was fun. Okay, I've got one that's come up in the comments. So, I don't know how true okay. this is. Which city has the most number one picks born there? The number one NBA draft picks? I'm just going to say, this will shock you. If you get this, I will end the episode and be astounded. Has the the most number one picks. The most number one NBA overall draft picks were born in this city. Philadelphia. It's going to shock you. The answer is Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Australia has three overall draft picks. Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, and Andrew Bogut. Oh, you can't call. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flag on the play. I'm throwing a flag. I'm, th- I'm throwing a flag. Why? Penalty. Hey, hey, hey. Mo, Why? Mo. Why? It's a penalty. There's a there's a flag Why? on the play. Why? Why? Flag. Because Kyrie Irving was born in Melbourne, Australia. All right. It's okay, not where I, he grew I, up, I, it's where he was born. So check this. Melbourne has three. In the modern NBA, Chicago and Toronto are second with two each. And if we include the ABA, Chicago has four. And surprisingly, New York and LA aren't on the list, which is a big shock to me. That's kind of wild. Chicago. Chicago has, who are they? Are they Derrick Rose? And who else? Angie Davis. Anthony Davis. Right, 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 right. Yeah. These are some crazy yeah, facts. Right. If you guys have any more crazy facts, jump in a Discord server and let us know some of yours and we can quiz BJ or BJ can quiz me. Here's another one. Which player played against Rick Mahorn and Kobe White in his career? Rick Mahorn, obviously a friend of yours. Kobe White, a recent draft pick just a couple of years ago from the Chicago Bulls. Big Rick, Rick just called me last weekend and asked when why can't he be a guest on our show? I'm not I'm not kidding. 100 percent But just let me know before so I can put in a sensor button for all the swear words that might come up in, in the course of the show. Because we know this is a family-friendly show. Uh, tell, yeah, tell Rick that, once that, I get the it. sensor button, he can come on anytime he likes. Oh, oh okay. All right. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. You gotta get a sponsorship money, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, by, so by the way, if you, if you guys listen, and who? Uh, and Kobe White. Current reserve point guard for the Chicago Bulls. Dirk Nowinski. No, not quite. Who who is it? Vince Carter. Huh? That's a good Vince one. Carter. Legendary yeah. career. Legendary. If you guys don't know who Rick Mahorn is, by the way, just search him on YouTube before you listen to his episode with us. Because when we went on radio, we went on Sirius XM radio in America with Rick Mahorn on his show, right? And I was trying to explain to someone who Rick Mahorn was. And I was like, let's watch his highlights on YouTube. So I typed his name into YouTube. And guess what, BJ? It's just going to be fights. There's one highlight <laughs> reel, 45 <laughs> fight videos. So we need, we should have got him on to talk about Draymond, to be honest. But we're going to get Rick Mahorn on. BJ, that was a fun episode. I really enjoyed doing that. If you guys that, enjoyed awesome. it, let us know on social media. We'll be back with more. Tomorrow morning, we'll have another episode fresh for you guys. Don't even worry about that. The season's around the corner. Make sure you guys get some rest this weekend. We'll have another episode before then. BJ, well done. You got most of those right. Let me count out. You got, yeah. you got like seven out of 10, I think. Oh, you really well. 70%, from, 70% from three. I'll take it. Hey, hey man. Hey, hey, I'll take that any day of the week. I'll take that any day of the week. But anyway, appreciate you guys listening. If you enjoyed that, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating, share it with your friends. We're trying to grow this podcast this season. So if you have any friends that like basketball and like the NBA, please do share the show with them. It means the world to us, helps us continue what we're doing. And most importantly, above all of that, you know the vibes, get buckets.